You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. And welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Happy October, everybody! Yeah, baby, it's it's time. It's, it's time, time finally. It's, God, I have watched every horror movie ever. <laughs> I and they're all been new. <laughs> Nothing. I haven't rewatched anything. It's all been, been like so much new stuff this year. It's great. I I know we normally start our episodes talking about stuff we're excited about, but I mean, you and I have watched already so much up <laughs> to this Just point. Or, Horror movie enema is the way I'm (laughs) October, 2022. Um, God, I can't even like, I'm trying to think of all of the new stuff that I've watched and I, and there's stuff that I haven't, I got through the first half of um, the new Halloween last night. I am really enjoying it. The new Halloween or the new hell, the new, the new Hellraiser. I'm really enjoying it. Um, But I had watched so much up to that point last night that I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go to sleep. I'll have to. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't do it all, man. Yeah, I've watched. And I haven't touched like Midnight Society, and I haven't touched either. like. There's so much I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet. Yeah, there's I haven't some had new- a chance to touch Midnight Society either. Uh, I've I managed to catch all of Hellraiser. I actually s- purposely set aside two hours of my time to watch that. Um, um I had a chance to watch Midnight Society. Um, I. I couldn't finish Mr. Harrigan's phone. I was just like, eh, with it's it. It's not. It, so I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't. It was more like, um, uh, it, it was more a, it wasn't a horror thing. No. As much as it was a, a, a coming of age. Like it's Stephen King's coming of age. He loves to write about kids coming of age and seeing dead bodies. So it was more that than anything, but I enjoyed that. And see, the thing is, is I read the short story and the, 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 the feeling and the vibes I was getting from the short story, I was not getting from the movie and I was excited for the movie. So uh, yeah, the movie, the movie adaptation let me down, even though I think that the casting of Donald Sutherland was inspired. Oh, he was, he was fantastic in it. Like he's such a good actor and he does such a good job of being, and in this movie, he wasn't evil. He wasn't <laughs> he wasn't even mean, really. Like he was just kind of you just don't want to get on his bad side. Yeah. And he did it. He did a really he was just distant, you know, mm-hmm. and he did such a great job with that role. Like I, I, I enjoyed it uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Hellraiser. Uh, so you, you since you haven't seen the second half yet. Oh, boy. Um you're in for a treat. I, I've, I've, got, I've got my little slight nitpicky complaints about the film. Like, I think it could have been a little shorter. Um, it takes a while to warm up to the main character because she's just making bad decision after bad decision. Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm just like, stop fucking around and finding out, please. Um, <laughs> but the Cenobites are 
fantastic. And uh, I, I will admit, when I heard the um, the original theme start playing, I got giddy. Um, <laughs> and I love the fact that it's not an actual true remake or anything. It just builds on the existing uh, folklore and legacy of Hellraiser to present yeah. a brand new story. So that people are going in expecting a true remake. This is not what it is. Yeah. I I love I you know the, I, this movie is a weird the, the Hellraiser series in general is weird for me because mm-hmm. the thing that I love the most in kind of a horror franchise is the lore that they build and nobody has done it better than the Hellraiser series. Mm-hmm. The thing I hate the most about horror movie franchises is like real gross body horror. You know how I am. Um, oh, so like the Terrifier movies. <laughs> yeah, God. So like this is the best and worst of both worlds for me, but I have decided that I, either in here or in the Vinylatorium, I am going to uh, paint the ceiling with the Lament configuration at somewhere. <laughs> Just because that, that visual, and by the way, the casting of um, the antagonist in the first 10 minutes of the movie. What was that? What's that guy's name? He's in stuff. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. You haven't seen the last of him. I'll let you know that. Okay, okay. But God damn it, I love that guy. Just oh, dripping with sinister intentions. And like mm-hmm. he can be the nicest guy in a, in the in a world in a movie. You know, he could be a Doctors Without Borders curing, you know, disease in Africa and you'd be like, mm, I don't trust that guy. Um, but like that the the way that, that his like mansion uses that lament configuration to great effect is always fantastic. So I want to paint it somewhere. <laughs> uh, the actor you're thinking of, his name is Goran Viznik. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it's Goran. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. how you pronounce he, it. Yeah, he's been on ER. He was in Practical mm-hmm. Magic. He was in Timeless. Uh, he was in... Uh, Timeless is America. the one I, I really know him from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he was in Electra and stuff like that. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, I've got to say that the new Pinhead... Oh my god or as they're known as the priest in this one fantastic jamie clayton i don't know i'm not gonna hear this but jamie clayton you hit it out of the ballpark with that performance oh my god that the, the, the pinhead is scary again and thank you so much for making pinhead scary again <laughs> um great great performance um yeah i don't want to spoil anything else just you it's going to go in a direction you're not ready for. Let me just tell you that. So it's it's fun. I mean, it already. Um, the cool thing is that it, it already has. Yeah, like, it's going to go. It's I going to take another expected, 180 degree turn yeah, on you. I've expected none of the things that have happened to have actually happened in the movie. So I, I, I'm very much enjoying it for that respect, too. Um, yeah. So what else you got, man? I know we've both watched a lot and we, we both um, serendipitously hit play on things at the same time without yeah. communicating it. So we know we've seen a lot of the same things. I just want to mention that I love the fact that Pinhead is now a Disney princess. That's true. That's true. It's... <laughs> I love the fact that Pinhead is now a Di- well, or I guess maybe our first Disney priestess. I guess I don't know. So. Right. But um, I did see Terrifier two also. Which oh, did you? Yes, I did. Brave uh, seeing Terrifier two. Jesus, All these people dancing Christ passing out in the theater and throwing up and having ambulances called. Is that warranted for this one? Yes, because oh, this God. one was more extreme than the first one. OK, so my biggest complaint with Ter- I enjoyed Terrifier 2, but it did not have to be two hours and 18 minutes long. Sure. Uh, I, there was just 
so much packed into this. And I, it kind of makes sense because they build on the lore of Art the Clown, and now we know what Art the Clown is and everything. But it could have been done not as long. I know which part people had to have been passing out of. I'm going to spoil it because it's extreme. and this I probably was, won't see it Yeah, this because will, it's this way over the top. Been, yeah. This will determine if either yourself or any of our listeners will actually want to see Terrifier 2. And keep in mind, this is not the most extreme kill in the movie. Okay. Even though it sounds extreme. So, um, Art the Clown breaks into the house of one of our three protagonists and goes after the girl and just, like, starts hacking away at her. And, you know, it's cuts off her arm, slicing off her skin, slices open her eyeball. We see graphic detail and just like hacks and hacks and hacks and hacks and leaves her for dead. Our main character then is calling her because she's supposed to be meeting up at a party and she's left for dead, but she's got life in her still. So she's trying to reach for the phone to tell her friend, hey, I'm in trouble. Just as she's about to reach for the phone, Art the Clown comes running back in with a gallon of bleach and a box of salt, pours the bleach all over her, and rubs the salt all in the wounds. Oh, my God. It's not done. So then we cut away again, and we cut to the mom coming home and realizing somebody broke into the home. And she's like, oh, shit, my daughter's in trouble. So she goes running up to the bedroom to see Art continuing to hack away at the daughter on the bed laughing with all glee and everything mom is in a total state of shock but then the corpse of the daughter's head turns and looks at the mom and says help me it ain't done (laughs) so then we cut to another scene so that way we could take a breath after what happened I, i can imagine people easily passing out at that scene i i was cringing through that whole thing uh, I actually had somebody get up and leave the Alamo Draft House when I went to go see the Alamo Draft House on that scene. Went and got their check, and that was it. They couldn't take it. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, they were like, I'm out. Um, but then we cut later back to the house, and a bunch of trick or treaters come to the door. Art the clown opens the door, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> kids. Kid, when kids aren't safe, that movie is a, is a problem. You know, that's what no, they always kids say. Kids are not safe in this movie. We do see kid murder in this movie that's not safe. Um, the doors open, and Art's pretending to be the scary person. And the kids are like, oh, spooky costume. And he's playing along with it. So he grows to grab the candy dish. Okay. The candy dish is the hollowed out head of the mother. Oh my god. And the mom's like, oh, that is such a cool candy dish. And the kids are like, ew, why is it sticky? And the mom says, don't worry, it's just fake blood. (laughs) That's the level of kill sequences in this film. And the kill sequences just go on and on and on. Yeah, if you have a low, I wouldn't say dexterity, but constitution for extreme horror, don't go see this. Especially, yeah. especially the mid-credit sequence with Chris Jericho. Jesus oh my God! Christ! <laughs> I just when I thought the movie couldn't get more extreme, it does with the mid-credit sequence with Chris Jericho. So. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a strong affinity for ultra 
you know, gore. So I'll probably, I, I skipped the first one and I knew somebody um, that was in the first one and I skipped it and I'll, I'll skip this one too. But well, when you uh, about a woman getting hacked in the half from the vagina, I mean, that's, yeah, but that's tame compared to what happens in this film. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we do have, I think we've agreed that we have a, a so far, it's it's only it's only a third of the way through the month right now. So so far we have a, a winner of October twenty two gold twenty twenty two gold medal uh, horror uh, original content. I think, don't we? Oh yeah, Deadstream. Oh my god, so good. Hands down. Oh my god. Just when you thought that nothing more fun and just scary and fun at the same time could be brought to the found footage genre along comes dead dream stream which is basically found footage evil dead <laughs> yeah and you know it started and i was like okay am i gonna am i gonna be into this like the the your main protagonist is super annoying you're not gonna like him oh um, i love that he's a parody of all the douchebag yeah. streamers like that i mean perfect he nailed it they nailed the douchebaggery uh, but you're um, not gonna like him. And uh, then as the as the story unfolds, it gets so wild. Yeah. So wild. I told Roy, and, and we were talking all the way through it, but there is a moment in this movie that changed me fundamentally as a person. <laughs> like there's a moment that I didn't see coming at all, and it is a very, very funny moment. Oh, I don't but think I'm anyone like, was ready for this. <laughs> no. But I was like, can they do that like in a movie? And it wasn't like gory and it wasn't like, but it was like, I've never seen that ever in my life. And, yeah, it, I, and I'm not going to spoil what it is, no. but I was like, I've never seen that in a movie. And well, it is I, the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It's something that you, you, you're not prepared for. And it's been a while since I've seen something that original happen in a horror film. And I'm like, and, it's and it's not a graphic in the thing. Oh, like no. you said, it's not a graphic gore or kill or anything. It's just something that literally comes out of left field. And also, and I, the thing I love the most about it is it's wholly and completely unnecessary. <laughs> well, like, again, there's no reason like for it to happen in that case. It's yeah, just so over the top. There's no reason for it to happen out of shit, but sheer unadulterated malice. And I was roll. I was crying. I was laughing so hard at that scene. And, um, and at the aftermath of that particular scene, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard and watching kind of from between my fingers. Cause shit just comes at you so fast in this movie. Yeah. I, I have to watch it again. And yes. this time when I watch it, I'm only going to pay attention to the chat that's going on in the corner of the movie. Because once in a while, oh, I would so break funny. away from the action and look at the chat, and the chat is cracking me up. Uh, uh, God, I mean, the, the person who was sitting there writing the chat was having a field day, especially the one part that came out. Why don't you fart? Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch <laughs> of stuff like that in there. and. And they keep there's a there's a conceit in the movie that they can they keep doing where they can they, they uh they'll throw it to um to live chat people in the live chat um one was a kid and the kid the the kid there's an old lady to kid both of them, everybody that does it is phenomenal just the, old the whole lady was my favorite the movie was so well done um and well acted like 
it was it was great. It was it was really good. Um, the old lady was my personal favorite because when she was explaining what was going on and what and why what was done in the house was done in the house, and when the the guy on camera <laughs> explains to his grandmother, oh well, he destroyed that, and the grandmother in deadpan said, oh shit, he's gonna die. Yeah. Oh shit, he's gonna die. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I was losing it at that Just point. Dead level delivery. Uh, the the movie is sincere. Um, I think it's it's very topical. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's very funny. Shout outs to PewDiePie. Also. Yeah. Oh God. Just just <laughs> Ch- PewDiePie and child endangerment are a very heavy uh, theme <laughs> in this movie. Um, and um, it's scary. Like legitimately oh, yeah, evil dead sure. level scary. Like. Like, she was, I was calling her stink finger because of that finger oh my God. going into his nose. I was just like, stop, stop, when that was happening. <laughs> they, yeah, there, is, there are a couple of scenes in this thing where I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, like jumped. There was, I, I, I'm not going to, let's, we can't spoil it, but there are a couple scenes in this where, yeah, it is scary, but it mm-hmm. is so funny. This like, definitely came from the Sam Raimi school of filmmaking because uh-huh. it was scary and hilarious at the same time and had the vibe of going through like the most wildest carnival fun, scary fun house you could ever go it's, on. It's just the other side of Evil Dead. So if Evil Dead is a horror comedy movie, this is a comedy horror movie. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's more funny than scary, but the... The scares that they pull off are just chef's kiss. Good. Like the way that they build tension again, chef's kiss. Good. They, they do a great job with this thing. Yeah. This is a new perennial for me. for Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of uh, perennials for you, um, we're here to talk about a particular movie. Uh, <laughs> a perennial. This is a perennial. <laughs> I think it is for you. You wanted me to watch this horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's once in a while. I, I watch it once in a while. It's been a while since I've seen this. On this episode, we're 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 looking at the 1982. The it's the 40th anniversary of this movie. Uh, it's a video nasty called Extro from England, and this is deservingly so a film for to deserve the video nasty rating. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, we're going to take actually a quick break. And when we come right back, we are going to discuss the what the fuckery that is this film. <laughs> I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Tony's father has been away a long time. Now he's coming home. Extro has returned. Once a man, he is now something more than human. Indestructible, ever-changing, evil. His mission, to avenge, to possess, to destroy. Why did you come back? I came back for you. Oh, my God. Extro. Bearing powers of black magic from deep space. If you think hard about something, you can make it happen. You 
use it when you need it. lot about this movie that made me uncomfortable roy um uh, <laughs> well, do, do you see why it earned its video nasty status though? i've seen a lot of quote-unquote video nasties in my day and most of them are unwarranted this one deserves the title of video nasty <laughs> i mean this film uh, gooey Gory. Oh, so British. Uh, oh, it's very British. Yeah. Very British. Except for the one, um, the one American that oh, yeah, was the, in it. The, 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 the douchebag photographer Jewish American who we didn't know was Jewish until, until they decided to point it out. <laughs> right. I forget the line um, about going Jew make it, or make it, something. Make it, make it British, but not too Yiddish. I was yeah, like, that's what it was. Come on. <laughs> Something else. It's like okay, and then and then we had uh, the French girl who was there just to show her tits. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to have that. So, <laughs> hello. It's a, it was we, a requisite. I am French. I I am French, French over. So here are my boobs. I uh, am having sex with British Herman Munster over here, and <laughs> God, just I mean. This film is so bonkers. And the thing is, is, is there are three extra movies. How? And, That's and my... none, none of them are connected to each other. It just in title. Because I remember when Extro 2 came out, and I think it was either 90 or 91. I was like, oh my God, they actually had the audacity to make a sequel. And <laughs> the sequel has Jan Michael Vincent? What? And so I watched the sequel and I'm like, this has nothing to do with the first film. <laughs> and uh, I haven't seen Extro 3 yet, but I've heard Extro 3 has nothing to do with part one or part two. <laughs> this movie has all of my favorite things. Dwarfs, clowns, dwarf <laughs> clowns, um, weird uh, reverse nipple on the body sucking in an egg situation. It's great. Everything. It was just firing all cylinders for me, Roy. <laughs> That's just, I mean, so, I mean, the film starts with, a, with what we guess is an alien abduction. Right. Which could or could not be this nightmare that this kid is having, who's dealing with the fact that daddy just suddenly disappeared. Yeah. Some trauma and, yeah, three years and, ago. And, his mother is basically what happens when you order the bitch from Hellraiser on Wish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She does. She doesn't look like that person, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden. Something lands from outer space that uh, has bad knees. And, <laughs> and 
is killing people because this <laughs> the, the, the British couple who hit it on the road. Yeah. And also that for can I talk a second about that British couple that that uh, <laughs> the guy can I talk about the guy's hair? Um, I've never seen what I'm going to refer to as an inverted Kenny G before, but <laughs> I was into it. I was into it, and stay also stay in the car. Stay, stay in, the car. in the car. Um, but also, um, our uh antagonist i guess um the the uh abducted and returned to earth antagonist has the dopest double-breasted uh space suit since david byrne it is to die for <laughs> like i'm into it for real let's go with that i, yeah. I would wear that now yeah, he steals it from Mr. Stand the Call. Yeah, he, sta- he his, steals it from Mr. Inverted Kenny G. The How, wife looks like Paula what Poundstone. Is the, <laughs> what is the structure of that hair? I just, I really, that was the most intriguing thing to me about the whole movie. Maybe also uh, the panther. What? But um, the hair is so short on top, and yet... It comes around his like shoulders and and the and like but the bottom is long but it's somehow feathered. To, it's great. It's it's a modern marvel of of science. Um, and we should all take a real hard look at it. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure it came from the Dallas Asset. I'm sure it did. I'm sure <laughs> it did. But, I mean, at this point, we haven't really gotten to the part where it earned its video nasty status. But it it we got there. Um, after the alien crashes into the cottage where he was abducted, um, and someone else is there, apparently, as we find out later, it looked like it was a squatter. Was right. There, or a caretaker, who knows? All we know is she gets raped by the alien. Literally. We see, like, this giant proboscis dick come out <laughs> of the alien and latch to her face. Yeah. And then we cut later to her in pain. Dog, who wanted nothing to do with that dog food, which I don't blame him, by the way. That dog food looked like shit. Um, (laughs) Oh, you mean shitty wishbone? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Shitty wishbone, yes. Yeah, he wanted nothing to do with that dog food. But then we cut later to her waking up on the floor after being raped. And Dog is like, fuck your dog food. I'm eating the carcass of this alien over here. Right. There's just a big, giant, weird (laughs) alien carcass on the ground. And then what happens to her? Uh, oh, you want me to? You want me? Oh yes, explain. I believe to the my, audience. I believe my uh, two text uh, synopsis of that was what the fuck is that a whole live grown man? Um, she gives birth out of her vagina to a grown man. And we see it. We in see it. Full detail. Uh huh. Yep. They don't. He comes through the birthing sack and rips out and climbs out of her uh, like the Chilean miners. Uh, Rides off the umbilical cord. Yep. And then um, and then tries to figure out uh, how to how to be a human being again. Yep. Thank you, this movie, for giving me that sequence that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And and it could that could have been the only what the fuck moment in this movie, but no. 
No. <laughs> this movie has lots more to give us. Like, yeah, it gives and gives and gives. Yes, like when the when the kid um, who has a pet snake, by the way, this kid. So the first fucked up thing is the first thing this guy does is. Um, well, not the first thing, but over the course of the next 15 to 20 minutes of the film, he makes his way to old London town and decides he's just going to move back in after yeah. three years of being gone with um, his uh, now uh, estranged wife and her new boyfriend, the photographer mm-hmm. um, um, and the son um, and the au pair and the au pair. Right. And by proxy of just being there, the old nosy lady downstairs. Oh, fuck that bitch. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, you're going to school, are you? Make sure you do your studies. Dimension space. Fuck you. <laughs> and at one point, apropos of really nothing involved in the story itself, besides the fact that she needed to die and we needed a reason to kill her, um, she... Um, the boy's pet snake, who is way too familiar with, by the way, in this house, like um, somehow crawls through the floor and into her roof and then out of her light fixture and lands in her dinner. She immediately with a with a chef's knife in fairly graphic detail that I think maybe the ASPCA needs to be involved with goes to hog heaven on this thing with a knife. Well, we, just, we found out that it was not a real snake. I, I looked. Oh, it up did we? And, yeah. I, well, I looked it up and I found because I was curious, too. And no, it was not a real snake. OK, it, it was it was it was it was butcher. It was intestines from a butcher shop covered oh, okay. in blood. Yeah. Well, that's that's better because they did a they did a decent job with that one making it look like it was the real deal. Yeah. Uh, well the um, reason why the snake escaped and got into her apartment anyway was because daddy who came back from from space needed the protein from the snake's eggs. Right. For some right. reason. And so the snake is I like, didn't like that. fuck are my eggs, man? Where where did I my didn't, eggs go? I did not like that scene. I did not like it where he was crushing the little snake eggs and drinking them as they were no didn't like it we saw all the all of the of the snake fetuses going into his mouth yeah Yeah, no that's not okay this movie did not do that was not good i did not want that but i saw it um yeah so that was a scene that happened and um but um when when the kid who i'm trying to figure out who's more annoying this kid or Bob from House by the Cemetery? Uh, mm, I would say Bob, but I'm only going to say Bob because I think Bob got more screen time. Okay. You know, at, at some point, Bob was the lead character in that film, where in this movie, the kid just is goes alien home alone on whoever <laughs> is in the house. Well, even before he went alien, alien home alone, I mean... He's there with that toy. <laughs> mommy, look, his pants are falling down, mommy. <laughs> oh, you mean when he's like messing up the kitchen table while they're yes. trying to eat and nobody is disciplining this child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, so I, like, yeah. Oh, swat that kid. But father does the job because father then gets all incestuous with the kid, sucking on his neck and injecting whatever the fuck he's injecting into the kid. Yeah, I'm not sure stuff's going out or in, but I don't like it. I'll tell you that. I'm like, what? 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 What are you doing to the child? Wait, no, no, security. And upon the completion of whatever he does to that child, the child now has like. Um, 
Jean Grey level psychic powers <laughs> to manifest things out of nothing, by the way. That's even more so. That's Yeah. And, and what does he do with that power? He, he, he conjures up a circus midget. Well, the first thing he does, because we still haven't gotten to him killing the downstairs neighbor. Yeah. Is he conjures up a life-size army man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that doesn't have any facial features and um has him murder uh murder this uh this downstairs this nosy downstairs neighbor by uh by bayonet. And what I love is that she actually could have survived had she not wanted to grab a bonbon from under the the couch. It's like she's hiding under the couch from him, and she sees a chocolate bonbon on the ground. She's like, "Ooh, chocolate morsel!" and reaches out for it. And the army guy sees and goes, "Oh, there she is! Die!" Yeah, you. I mean, that's accurate. That's <laughs> that is what happened. It's just what, like, what are we watching? Um. But yeah, and then um, and then he uh, has his way with the um, with the au pair. In the meantime, yeah. mom and um, mom and estranged ex husband alien uh, pod person have gone to the cabin in the woods to, to um, have sex. pretty much just to have sex, right? Like, and the whole time her this guy that she's been with for the last three years is just kind of being alien cuckolded the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's being fucked over hardcore. And yeah, I mean, he's not a great guy at all, no, but no. nobody in this movie is a great person. No, <laughs> there are no, there, there are no heroes. No, yeah. There are, yeah. There are no positive characters in this movie whatsoever, but, but explain what both the, the son, the alien son and his circus midget with the yo-yo blade. Oh my God! Due to the au pair. Well, so they murder her, right? I'm not wrong in that. Yeah. And then they cocoon her in the bathtub so that she can be a living incubator for these giant alien eggs. Mm-hmm. And it's weird and gross. And now she has an ovipositor that pops out these <laughs> eggs. <laughs> And then um, her boyfriend, who she was uh, fucking before she was forced into playing hide-and-seek with boy, uh, gets killed out of nowhere by a panther. Yeah, there's a panther. There's a white room. The movie becomes The Cell with Jennifer Lopez at some point. (laughs) It becomes a Madonna video from the early It does. You are not wrong. Because all of a sudden, (laughs) there's a panther... A black panther in this dark white room that uh, makes a second appearance later, but murders this guy mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, did, did did he? Am I supposed to believe that? Was that had something to do with the circus? Maybe because I, I, I know I, lions, but maybe they couldn't get a lion. Maybe somebody was like, I know a guy with a panther. <laughs> panther, it'll work. Fine. Yeah, fine. Put it in there. And then, um, mom. Uh, real, it starts getting worried about her son so she has the um, because there, no one's answering the phone at home so she has the the guy who I guess is in charge of the apartment building in, interrupts him while eating some sort of citrus fruit to, <laughs> to, to go check on the whatever son. citrus fruit they eat in the Great Britain yes 
And he's like, I'll be more than happy to, and hangs up the phone. Yeah, everybody was everybody was so British in this. They were like two steps away from being chimney sweeps. They were so British. Like the, like Wicker Man was filming next door. That's how British this film was. Yes. Like on the lot next to this one, there was Wicker Man. And so, of course, he gets done in. And so basically, you know, there's no one left alive in this building except for um, Cocoon Woman who's spitting out the eggs. And um, the kid winds up at the the soon-to-be stepfather's place. And it's like, oh, I was dropped off here. And he's like, okay, well, I need to go to the cabin because he's beginning to think that um, – he begins to suspect, and rightfully so, that something is wrong with this father character, and he's beginning to think that he's actually a serial killer. Yeah. Because of the photo that was found of one of the two murder, uh, the two people that was murdered when he was in alien form, showed up in the newspaper that his pet bird was shitting on. Yeah, and I think that the the giveaway was the clothes, right? Because that's yes. the clothes he showed up in. Mm-hmm. So so he's suspecting, oh, shit, he's a serial killer. And the thing is, is, is that the, the, the wife it just made me want to smack her because it's like she sees the photo in his pocket and this giant, like, wad of money. And it's like, who is this woman? Where did you get this? And he's like, I don't know. I don't have a memory. And she's like, oh, well, let me take you to the cottage and maybe it'll jaw your memory. I'm like, no, call the fucking police. <laughs> There are no police in this movie. They don't. The police don't play a role. Like eighteen people get murdered, and the police do not play a role in this film. No, never, never, never do they show up. So anyway, we get to um, as as the journey is happening to the cottage with the stepfather photographer and the kid in the car. Father and and mother are having sex in the cottage, and he starts decaying while having sex. Yeah, he starts transforming. But but just as she sees this, he's like, no, wait, wait, wait. Then he comes. Yeah, he's got to get his. He's, he's got to shoot his alien goo inside of her so she could continue to produce offspring, I guess. Sure. I don't know. It's not really ever explained. He just has to get off on her, and then he starts transforming into his true form, takes the kid with him, kills the stepfather, and then goes to outer space with the kid. Yeah, I, I think he goes to outer space with the kid. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. And so mom's reaction is after she sees this happen, she goes back to the apartment full of indifference. <laughs> just, Yeah. <laughs> And sees the eggs in the whatever hell batter they're soaking in. Right. <laughs> Palm olive. I don't know what it is. <laughs> whatever they're soaking in. And, you know, of course, we see the panther again for no reason. Just, you know, we got this panther. Let's use yeah, it. Yeah, we got to use it. We got the panther. Come on. And she's just looking at the egg like, oh, it's an egg. Oh, it's an egg. It's an egg. And suddenly... A disembodied alien dick comes out of the egg and attaches to her mouth, and door closes. End of the movie. Yeah, that's it. That's the movie. Yep. There's an alternative cut, by the way. Oh no! What happens in the alternative cut? In the alternative cut, when she gets back to the apartment, instead of opening the apartment, and we get that one last jump scare, 
Instead, she opens up the apartment door to discover that all of the eggs have hatched and they all look like her son. Oh, so it's a bunch of sun clones running yes. around. Mm-hmm. Okay. But apparently, I guess uh, the studio, uh, which I was shocked to see that it was released by New Line Cinema, um, <laughs> I guess they felt, no, we need one last jump scare. Shoot a dick in her mouth. You know? <laughs> Hit her with the old ovum positor. It'll be fine. <laughs> so would you recommend this movie? If you're a fan of this show, yes. If, <laughs> if you're a fan of, of what we do, if, if you're a fan of uh, the type of things that we watch, if you seek them out on your own without us pushing you towards doing it, um, then yes, I would suggest watching it. It is a classic in the um, in the realm of of um, like weird culty stuff so you should watch it um if you want to watch a good movie no don't <laughs> don't do it i i would say watch it if you want a good example as to why the video nasty thing was created in a movie that earned its video nastiness this is definitely a film that earned it uh yeah i would agree with Jesus. that yeah i mean there's no way in hell a movie like this could get made today. No. no way in hell. Oh, man. So we got a lot coming up on the show, folks. Um, so by the time you've heard this episode, we will have had our Patreon raffle. Um, the last day to get into that is on October 15th. We're giving away uh, what we're calling the Trick or Treat uh, double feature. You have to decide which one's the trick and which one's the treat. <laughs> In true this show fashion. <laughs> but we're giving away uh, DVD, uh, not DVD, but Blu-ray copies of uh, two films we've covered on this show and that we actually enjoyed. Can't Stop the Music. Yes. And The Kindred. Ah, uh, see, that's tough. But those, are, <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, those are both treats. Because it could have been Bermuda, so we could have find it. We found, could have. There's a 4K copy of that coming out somewhere. Yeah. Um, we might have to put like a worst of the worst uh, giveaway together. <laughs> so it would be Premudos and Honky. Okay. Yeah, we can, if we can get together a, a Dot and the Kangaroo Premudos and Honky three pack, we can give that away. <laughs> So the last day to get on that is going to be on October 15th, and then um, October 16th we'll be doing the drawing. And then plus also on October 21st is when we'll be releasing our Patreon-exclusive commentary riff on 1986's Trick or Treat. So that'll be available for you to download if you're a Patreon subscriber. Um, If you want to get in on the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash cult cinema catacombs. Plans start at $3 a month. The most expensive is $5 a month. It'll get you a lot of the fun stuff that we have going on. Um, we haven't solidified November yet, but we do have something, we, some stuff coming up in November that's going to be a lot of fun. So stick around for that. Um, on October 17th, we released the episode Pray for Morning. Yeah. Uh, and then on October 28th, we're going to release a special third episode where we discuss the sequel to the WNUF Halloween special. It's going to be a long. It's going to be a long month. That's for sure. There's a lot in there. And on a more serious note, um, in case nobody has heard yet or not, uh, yes, um, I have been diagnosed with stage two thyroid cancer. So if my voice kind of sounds a little off. That's the reason why. 
Um, on October 24th, I go in to meet with the surgeons to find out what the plan is. Uh, I'm right now calling it the asshole in my throat because it is pushing up against my vocal cords. The most likely what's going to happen is we're just going to remove the thyroid since it's stage two in order to prevent it from spreading to the rest of my body and go for there. So there, if there is a little bit of delay in getting episodes out in November, that's the reason why, because I'll have to take a few weeks off from recording. But don't fret, we're coming back in November with the beginning of something very fun. Yes. We're going to be doing a three-month tribute to Matthew Lillard, calling it Lillard Fair. Finally. And yes, we're finally there. And we're going to start off uh, with uh, the first of the two Matthew Lillard movies we're going to be doing in November is we're going to be doing a really obscure one from him that came out post-screen called The Curve. Um, if I remember right, this film didn't even get a theatrical release. It like went straight to home video exclusively at Blockbuster Video. Okay. Uh, which was interesting. Uh, it also stars Carrie Russell. Okay. And this is when she had Felicity hair. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so we will be doing The Curve, which is available. I, I, I found that it was on Tubi. So I went, oh, of course it's on Tubi. And so that's going to be the first of two films. To find out what the second film we're going to be doing in November for Lil Affair is, which is Andy's choice, you'll have to listen to the Pray for Morning episode to find out. And I'm sure we got lots to say about that film after. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks. I uh, want to give a shout out to everyone from the the Mutant Fan uh, family. You guys have been awesome. Um, I just really, I can't thank you guys enough, especially those who have reached out to me during this time and everything. And thank you, thank you, thank you. You always, you guys were always going to kick ass. And uh, we will be back next time with uh, Udo Kiernis. Uh, <laughs> and pray for morning. Yes. Talk to y'all later.